재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Whether it's uh, glowing skin, bright shining teeth or just uh, being wrinkle free mm-hmm. there are many things that we will all do to look better, to look sure. more beautiful. Actually, one of my friends, uh, he did get plastic surgery. And uh, when you're talking about a severe overbite or underbite, or yeah. if it's if your jaw is more to the right or to the left, sure. I mean, you're you're born into that, and you're thinking you've always wanted a way out. And so he did the the jaw surgery, the yangak susu, okay. is what they call it. And he said it's the worst decision he's ever made. I mean, oh, he's really? happy with the result. Oh, okay. But I mean, the recovery. I mean, it's months and months of grueling pain. Oh dear, you can't eat, but all in the name of beauty, huh? Sure, well, some people will do a lot to make themselves look better, and we've got some very weird and not particularly wonderful ways that people have suffered under the name of beauty. And we'll start off with something that you'd think by the name nobody would ever, ever (laughs) try it. It's the deadly nightshade eye drop. Now, there are lots of beauty standards around the world throughout history, you know, whether it be pale skin or wide shoulders or big muscles. Uh, uh, and once in Europe during the Victorian era, it was considered that uh, women with large pupils and watery eyes were the most beautiful. Well, I think even now that's why we get the uh, the circle lenses, the sure. contacts that kind of widen your retinas. Yeah, but but the pupil itself. Right. This is this is a, a little bit a little bit of the time, um, but not everybody has large pupils, and so uh, there were there were some women who wanted to find artificial ways to enlarge their pupils, and they found that you could use eye drops containing nightshade from the belladonna plant, which would dilute your pupils with just one drop, and they worked well and fulfilled people's desires, but. It's actually one of the most poisonous plants in existence. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so even in smaller doses, it can cause irritable bowels, rashes, and if you use it for a long period of time, it can actually lead to permanent blindness. So as a result of this deadly eye drop, many women experienced increased heart rates and blurred vision. However, people continued to use it even though they knew of the dangers. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? I mean, back in those days, people started fainting and not being able to breathe, not being able to digest because of the corsets. Oh, yes, certainly. Yeah, a lot of women went through a lot of pain in the Victorian era. Yeah, speaking of way back when, you know, beauty was from long time ago. Now, we know x-rays, you know, discovered in 1895 by Willem Conrad uh, Rotengen. Uh, he basically, a German professor of physics, he basically created this uh, to, you know, check injuries inside the human body. Sure, I mean, when when you go to the dentist sometimes, they'll take an x-ray of your mouth. Right, broken bones here or there, but... Dr. Leopold Freund of Austria observed that x-rays made people's hair fall out and recommended it as a treatment for hyper uh, hypertrichosis, if I'm saying that correctly. He reportedly said, hair begins to fall out in thick tufts when lightly grasped. So there were tests across Europe and North America which seemed to be successful even curing a bearded lady in Louisville, Kentucky, according to what records say. So that's basically what they started using x-ray for, hair removal. And then Albert Geyser, the graduate from a medical school, embraced the treatment enthusiastically, even though he lost the fingers on his left hand to, due to radiation damage. Oh, dear. He created the, the Cornell tube, which directly used these ultra-soft x-rays on people's skin where there was too much hair. Now, in one article... 
he claimed that the Cornell tube required, quote, no protection of any kind, either for patient or operator. Despite the lost fingers. Exactly. He leased the x-ray machines to beauty shops and the treatment was described as uh, nothing but a ray of light that touched you. Yeah, I'm guessing I'm guessing it, it could have done a little harm. Yeah, to say the least, long-term effects of the Cornell tube treatments eventually became clear. So the patient's skin were, were wrinkled, it would thicken up from the radiation exposure. Uh, they would have these skin lesions, uh, ulcers, cancer even. And soon doctors started to condemn the treatment and horror stories published in newspapers spread awareness, which cut off the demand for the service. But, oh my goodness. I mean, now we still have laser. I've gotten the laser treatments as well. But that's a lot safer these days. Sure, but they still say, I mean, everything comes at the price. Okay. There was one story I heard where this one lady uh, lasered her armpit hair. And I've done it as well, but she did it way back when, when it was just maybe coming out. And she said it closed her perspiration pores, and that means she would sweat elsewhere, and she would sweat on her knees. Oh, my goodness. Sweaty knees. She'd wear jeans, and her kneecaps would be kind of wet. Okay, well, there we go. I guess you have to be very careful. Um, And speaking of dentists and pearly whites, did you know that it used to be fashionable to have pearly blacks pearly black tooth blackening it used to be a uh, well a particular beauty standard in some places uh, it was practiced in different parts of the world including southeast asia the pacific islands even south america but it's most commonly associated with japan no one's sure exactly when it began but supposedly it be- gained popularity somewhere between the 8th and the 12th century and it was the aristocracy especially the the women who would dye their teeth black supposedly to have a lovelier look what they would do is soak iron filings in tea or which turned black as it oxidised. And the the taste of the dye was actually said to be quite harsh, so they would add in cinnamon, cloves and anise uh, to, I don't know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make it taste up. Yeah, I, I, I still would not want to drink a cup of that. Uh, the good thing was, though, it did prevent tooth decay um, in a similar fashion to modern dental sealants, but your teeth would turn black. Um, it fell out of fashion eventually, and the Japanese government actually banned it in an attempt to modernise the country, but uh, there was a time when if you had black teeth, you would be considered to be the, the king or the queen of the ball. Sure, black teeth, pair that with white face. Now, we do have the fashion. Certain people like tan skin, other people like uh, the snow white pale skin as sure. well. Here in Korea, in Asia, and all around, even way back when in the Greek and Roman Empire. So what they did was they would apply white lead powder uh, or chalk to their skin, and it was considered uh, fashionable to have that pale complexion. But we also know that lead is quite poisonous as well. It led to disfigurements and even death. And of course, in that time, men would also wear makeup to lighten their skin tone. And this continued through the uh, 1500s. European women uh, combined lead with vinegar to create this um, Venetian uh, cirrus or or spirits of Saturn for brighter skin. It's what they would name them. But it would lead to hair loss, weight loss, pain, brain damage, paralysis. You know, I mean, and now we don't even have lead in our pencils. It's granite, isn't it? Gra- <laughs> graphite. 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 Yes, yes. Granite certainly. You tabletop. You never want lead in your pencil. Oh, my goodness. In any case, you want to be careful. Uh, whatever beauty treatments you get, make sure that they do it properly and not dangerously. Here's Charlie Puth.